don't want to be on his list. You want to be on Slasher's Podcast, a podcast about movies and horror for those who love horror. My name is Jake, and with me, as always, is my esteemed colleague, co-host, and cohort, Brian. Brian, say hello to the mute goons from beyond. What's up, fuckboys? And Chad. Oh, dear producer Chad. Will you say hello? Hello. Everybody, remember the beautiful timber of our voices, because this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. As opposed to our typical standard format, we're going to be doing an audio commentary. Now, we will somewhat adhere to the original structure of the show where we go through trivia and statistics. We'll just be talking over some of the more general parts for the film Krampus came out in 2015. Boys, uh, well, I should say, Brian, when we first saw it together in theaters, you really liked it from the get-go, right? Oh, absolutely. It was the first time I had ever seen any movie with Krampus. I feel like there's been a couple, haven't there? Yeah, there's a bunch of crappy-ass B-movies that have it, and it's kind of bizarre the following he's gotten, but I like it. I think the first time I really even saw the Krampus was in uh, Venture Brothers. Okay. And so that started my mild obsession. I feel like there's a little bit of significance here when it comes to our significant others. I said a significance a lot right there. But when it comes to... There's a significant significance for our significant others. That's Significantly. Because we were both dating them at the time and now we are both married to them Wedded. not all together together, yeah. together okay. but you know sister wives you know. <laughs> <laughs> there we go and chad you've seen this right i have and you like it i do i think you and i have a very similar mentality because i was i mean i liked it i didn't love it when i first saw it because i felt like homage teetered on the point of being like outright idea theft but then re-watching it i was like oh i like this a lot yeah it was just pretty entertaining fun I think it's very important to have movies like this. Like having the tweener PG-13 yeah, is very important. Absolutely. But absolutely. right now there's the whole Black Christmas going to theaters and it's too, they're PG-13 and people are like, oh my God, it's so stupid. Why would you... Okay. So what does a 13-year-old go see? Like granted, I was watching things that were way beyond my <laughs> station. But like think about it. If I want to introduce my daughter and I have a right. know, somewhat visual conservative wife who doesn't want to watch those things with the kid, something like this is great. There's not a whole lot of gore. Some of the, you know, more terrifying elements are doused in comedy. I think it's perfect for that age group. And it's great. It's very much Gremlins. It's very, very like if you had told me Joe Dante directed this, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, you have to stay. You have to stay relevant somehow. And with this being PG-13, it definitely teeters between the hardcore fans that want a little more, a little more gore and the kids that are allowed to watch it. So. I, like I agree. Now, we will cue you guys in at a three count when it's time to press play on your devices. We will try to periodically go through and say, oh, this is what we're seeing on the screen. In case your playback is different, if you're using certain streaming services, you're going to be at a slightly faster bit rate or whatnot. So just bear that in mind and bear with us. This is the first time we're doing an audio commentary. I don't know why a ton of podcasts put it behind a paywall, but I feel like this is something you should just kind of give away, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's another way for us to come and hang out and watch movies together, so I'm all for it. Yeah, just pay us anyway. Yeah, exactly. You should (laughs) definitely pay us, but just have this in front of the paywall and then get something else behind it. Agreed. Yeah, which is a hand job. Yes. Correct. I thought it was going to be Chad's nudie advent calendar. Oh, I'll totally do that. There's so much hairy butt crack in that thing. It is (laughs) disheartening. It is fibrous. 
All right, gang. Three, two, one, play. All right, we're playing on our end, but I have to apologize. I did not establish if it was lethal weapon rules or not. So I did three, <laughs> two, one, play, then I went. So I probably should have started half a second earlier. So like, we're seeing the Universal logo covered in ice. I like I like the little addition there with the ice. It's really it's, neat, right? I really wish that Foreigner was playing right now. You're as cold as oh, ice. Boy. <laughs> What was that? Two or three minutes in, guys? All right, take a shot. Yeah, four minutes, I'll have you know. And so the film came out December 4th, 2015. And in its opening weekend, it made $16,293,000 off of a $15 million budget. So that's, that's pretty good. Is it? Well, it's making its money back. Not Barely. including all but of yeah. the... Well, worldwide... The gross was $61,548,707. In the U.S., it was $42 million. I'm honestly okay. surprised that the worldwide isn't bigger, but yeah. this is a very yeah. niche thing. And also, I always wonder how comedies work when it comes to dubbing over and stuff. I've only watched a few comedies that really right. worked that were dubbed. So. Right. Is it funny how this is totally how it happens on Black Friday every single year. This isn't even something that you need to make fun of in a movie. This is actual... It depends where you go. I've been Black Friday shopping the past like five years. It's been so empty. Well, actually, Amazon. I take it back. It has been nice because I've done Black Friday shopping on Amazon from the comforts (laughs) of my home. Right. Yeah. I love that it's not just Black Friday now. It's like, let's just do Christmas week or or whatever. Like, (laughs) we're going to include Cyber Monday and all of it and Man, I haven't found a good Cyber Monday deal in a long time. Even this year, though, the shops opened at like 6 o'clock, so they don't even stay open like really late. Why would you? Yeah. Weird. Also, I wouldn't want the liability and stuff of people camping out in front of my store and all that shit. (laughs) Look at that poor sad sap. (laughs) I feel (laughs) I I really... You know what? I used to be that guy working for big major chains during the holidays. I could say Costco. I didn't want to, but I can totally throw them under the bus. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> you were always the best part of me going Honestly, to Costco. Yeah, you were very polite. <laughs> I remember one time I, I was like with my oh, mother-in-law, <laughs> and you were like, Sierra? And then I, she was like, what? And I was like, I don't see the resemblance that much, but you were convinced it was her. And I was like, okay. You convinced me that like there's something wrong with my brain. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> so the weekend that this came out, you had Christmas Eve. Everything will be fine. Hitchcock, Truffaut, The Lady in the Van, The Letters, Life, Macbeth, A Royal Night Out, and Youth. And then the next weekend, they had The Big Short, which was kind of big. And then, oh, remember In the Heart of the Sea? Nope. Yeah. Is that the Moby Dick movie that sucked? Terrible. Nobody saw And then the week after that, that was... Was that Russell Crowe? Yeah, I think so. The next week was The Force Awakens, which was kind of like the biggest opening ever. Mm. So here's a fun thing. If you're in the age group of PG-13, are you going to see the Krampus movie or are you going to see the new Star War? It might be Krampus. <laughs> so I think the fact that it did this well is kind of a boon. I'm yeah. honestly surprised it didn't get any kind of a sequel. Oh, and then the shitty Point Break remake came out at the end of the month. Oh, yeah, that was really bad. Why would you do that to yourselves? I didn't see and it. And why would you turn that PG-13? Yeah, no. No. Then you just cool. turn that X. That's yeah. the thing you do. You have, you know, you put Gary you Busey, go all in. Get, give him the cocaine that uh, the guy Anthony Kiedis is snorting. Yeah. <laughs> ramp everything I know up. naked girl beating up Keanu. Come on. It's my favorite part. Oh, 
Can we talk about this? All right. So David Koechner is in this movie. We love him. He, when this movie came out, or no, excuse me, when Talladega Nights came out, he was in that and Barnyard, which came out the same day, which is kind of unique. Our boy Keanu is going to be in Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 that are tentatively scheduled to come out the same day. No way. Yeah, dude. Different studios. That's so cool. It's, I feel like Keanu is living the life right now. Dude, he's got a, a lady friend. Have you seen her? No. She's got gray hair. She looks lovely. People say she's very nice. Dude, she's an I artiste. just watched this mom in Hereditary. Tony Collette. Totally good. She lives in Sydney, Australia. She's in a band with her husband who's a drummer. Sydney, Australia? Really? That's awesome. I like Sydney. I gotta say, Sydney mm, and never been. Melbourne, I think, are the two places I could probably live outside the U.S. Good day, mate. Yeah, it's super expensive, though, so fudge that. Adam Scott, remember when he was on that show Ghosted that lasted a season? Yep. So much potential, but it was just did never Did you watch good. the whole season? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did, too. It's or not you good. Know, it was potential to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only show that is really matters that he was in Parks and Rec. Yep. So. It's crazy, right? So let's talk about Michael Schur, the guy who created Parks and Rec, also did Brooklyn Nine-Nine, also did The Good Place, and he was Moe's in the office. That dude's career is amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's dude. Moe's? No that's way. Same, yeah, dude. Oh, that's so cool. Freaking amazing that he comes from that where he's like a bit part. He also did a lot of writing on Which, The Office. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense considering Ryan was... Uh, you DJ know, Novak, yeah. Exactly. So, And then Kelly Kapoor, she was a, a huge writer on the show. Oh, um, if you're wondering where we're at in the movie, you have Opa. Is that the grandma's name? And she just gave the kid a thing. Which is a, a jingly bell. I like the fact she doesn't speak English, but she hears English. That makes me very happy. Yeah. And the kid's way too old to still be believing in Santa, but you know. Is he though? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Where is she from? The daughter. I feel like she was in, she's been in other things. Well, let me look at her name and I will tell you. I don't know her name. I got to have a visual representation. My notes just say the name and I'm like, oh, annoying sister. Surprisingly, not the character's name. Are you sure? Pretty sure. (laughs) That's funny. Kind of reminds me of Bad Santa. The picture was Santa checking out the daughter's ass. Bad Santa? I (laughs) I, hated that movie I love that movie. It's so good. Stephanie LaVie Owen. She was also in The Lonely Bones, Coming Through the Rye. The Carrie Diaries, The Cat and the Moon, Beach Bum. Wow, I don't know nope, any of this. None stuff. of those. So maybe she just looks familiar. She got one of them faces that screams nothing. So Omi right there is played by Krista Stadler. She was also in a bunch of weird German shit and a Cinderella movie. Yeah. Yeah, why she did, was in a movie it? called Der Urban Krimi and My Kafer Flieg. The kid, the kid just got into a fight, right? So yes. he has a black eye right there. Kerfuffle. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because I was like, why does it look like he's been on like a binge for like the past three days? Yeah, no, he came in holding an ice pack over his eye saying someone made fun of him about Santa or something. So he knows. He knows it's fake. But he just kid- handed his mom a Santa Christmas or uh, whatever wish list. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's- a hit list? Ha! <laughs> I wish. I think it makes you seem less selfish if you're asking Santa for the Xbox instead of your parents who are living check to check. No, that's true. Yeah. That kid was in that chef movie with uh, Jean Favreau. 
Can we talk about John Favreau's career is like amazing? Yeah. Also, you think about another one where he went from going, you know, from a guy who was just kind of a bit part actor with like swingers and a couple minor successes. Now he did Iron Man was hugely influential in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now he's doing Mandalorian. I mean, super cool. So he's frantically writing a note. I love when that note's revealed. Do you guys have stockings? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yep. I have one that my mom got me when I was like four. And it's just something that's been in the family for so long. And I feel bad because everybody has one but Michelle. Because oh, the no. poor lady <laughs> that made them died. So. Well, that's her fault. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My stalking as a kid was huge. And it's really cool. My mom, without skipping a beat, when we had our baby, it's now the babies. And it makes me super happy that like that kind of tradition goes on because it's it's like novelty size. And so here's Keckner playing Keckner, and we see the cute dog. Whammy. I know this guy's the same character in, in everything. everything, right? Just like Adam Scott's the same character in everything. Yeah. He's either like the nerd who's victimized or like the victimizing jerk. Yep. Yes. Both he does very well and convincingly. What was his name in the office? You mean Parks and Rec? No. Um, oh, Keckner? Todd yeah. Packer. Is it Packer? Yeah. Yeah. The Pac Man. Right. <laughs> He's such a dick. I love when he like slowly nods his head. Michael's like, that's what I said. Some mouth breather. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, <gasps> yeah, right. <laughs> you got to edit us all out. All of us have kind of nasally voices. And oh, man, you can tell when <laughs> one of us is ill because like, <gasps> yeah, like calm it down, Darth. I love this lady, the old cranky lady. She's in that show that I hate, but I love her. <laughs> oh, have you guys watched, what's that show, like Bad Moms or whatever? Mm-mm. Jessica Chastain, I think it is. That chick who's uh, Packard's wife in this, uh, she's the worst woman ever. She plays a really great, like, she knows that they're all committing crimes and she's like louding it over their heads and like making them like, you know, do <laughs> stuff for her or she's going to go to the cops. I got a, I got a fun nickname for her. Yeah. Who is the chick that was in Misery? Oh, uh, Kathy Bates. Not, not <laughs> Kathy Bates. I, what's super funny, I was going to call her Mary Beth Dimberg, who I've always said is the younger version of <laughs> Kathy Bates. Oh, so the evil toys that attack the family include an angel ornament, a teddy bear, a jack in the box and a robot, which is similar to demonic toys, 1992. So we're going to be talking about that movie coming up soon because we're going to be doing demonic toys versus, versus small soldiers. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. I said it on a whim and then we had an overwhelming outpouring of people being like, no, no, that needs to happen. <laughs> like, I need this in my life. So I was thinking of what do you guys think of this? Because we're just talking on the show. Why not? That we would do rated R versus PG-13 equivalents. So we'll do like a horror movie and then like some other version. Because I know mm-hmm. a lot of our fans are parents and they want content they could watch with their kids. So yeah. Small Soldiers, you could watch their kid. Yeah, absolutely. Demonic Toys, you watch with your teenager. Yeah, I'm totally down. All right. Now we just have to find other parallels because that's the only one I know is Demonic Toys and Small yeah, I'm Soldiers. Sure we <laughs> give me a second. I'd probably figure something else out. Calm down, Kathy Bates. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's actually Kathy Bates. That's the call her. I really love this scene. 
it reminds me so much of my childhood with like the tense hostility and the one person who wants (laughs) everything to go right and nobody else gives a shit as much as that person so so this for people hopefully everybody's on the same page we're at this is where they're all at the the family table enjoying dinner and this reminds me of talladega nights oh for sure (laughs) dear four ounce 17 pound baby yoda have you seen that (laughs) meme makes me super happy I love that he's demeaning the Eagle Scouts. No, that was the Weebles. <laughs> or the Weebelos. We, I don't know. Brownies. Yeah, those. I would really love to see David Koechner do like Macbeth. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Wouldn't that be great? Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Whammy. <laughs> we have one Shakespeare aficionado who's like, aha, rollicking good show. Thank you, Jake. For yet another detour on this commentary where you've made no actual audio commentary of the movie. Thank you. Doesn't her, oh, doesn't her hair scream, can I talk to your manager? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's such a great job. Just throwing it out there. Oh, man. Dude, that's such a spread. That's a lot of food. Yeah, what I love is that she thinks it's such a sick burn. She's like, she's had it in her back pocket all night. Like, maybe I'm not, not macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. And she's like, that's what we like. <laughs> As a parent, I'm like, yep, I don't give a shit. My kid likes Chick-fil-A. I think that they're an awful organization. But when her mom takes her there, I'm not complaining because my kid likes it. So Krampusnacht is December 5th, which is where Krampus comes and disciplines the bad kids and everything. Often, we missed it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> by a long shot. But there's also Belschnickel, which they made reference to on The Office. So it's kind of an interesting element there. There are Krampus balls where people will dress up and like have a dance and feast I as feel like different Krampuses. That's pretty neat. Krampi? Krampuses? Krampuses. And then there's Krampus Group, uh, which they wear carved masks, cowbells, and chains, and they run around the streets in a Krampus Lauf, which is a Krampus run, and they frighten people, and sometimes they'll whip people. Oh, man. (laughs) Fucking shots fired right here. Yeah. The fact that she says waddle in is like super sick burn because I say waddle uh, like about myself all the time and people get defensive and I don't I forget that it's like such a negative thing about fatties. And then after they do the Krampuslauf, they have a Nikoslog, which is a St. Nicholas. That's the Dutch thing with Sinterklaas, which it became Santa Claus. And so that's where you get your presence after you've been whipped and beaten. Oh, she brings out the trump card with the letter. I always hate this. This situation, this is what drives me crazy, where you have to act appropriate while somebody else is being shitty. Oh, yeah. No, this oh, doesn't my God. go down. Yeah. This just riles and me up. And parents just sit there and let this all happen, too. Crazy, it's right? Like, yeah, you're going to. Yeah. No. But at the same time, I don't care if any of these people live mm. or die. 
I think this is a great way of getting it so that everybody is deplorable in their own way. So you're rooting for them to die, but then they are redeemable by the end. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, why is the dad just sitting there like, this is fine, right? Because he's trying to be a man in front of the other Keckner guy. That's kind of the vibe I get in this scene is that he's already been emasculated to the point where he has to be like stone-faced. I saw a crazy post on Reddit the other day where somebody's like, oh, millennials don't know how to change a tire. And so some guy replied and he was like, yeah, but at least I have the emotional capacity to tell my kids I love them. I was like, holy oh, no. shit. <laughs> Bill Burr's dad from the 70s just had a stroke. Yeah, dude. Cage match. Oh, dude. Yeah. Straight bitter. So this is your home alone, Kevin McAllister fighting back and everybody being mad at Kevin. Right. Quick reflex is on Tony Collette right there. She's like, you will not knock over this eggnog. <laughs> Yeah, fat, fat kid. Bastard. <laughs> Way to go, fat kid. My name is Horace. Boom. Suck it, Brian. There's my reference. I, I actually misquoted my favorite movie, so don't tell them about it. <laughs> That's what sucks about doing a commentary like this. We can't edit anything we say out because then it'll be out of sync. And it won't be bye, 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 which is in sync. Bye, bye. Is that, is that in sync? It might be. Backstreet Boys, in sync. Whatever. Do you guys have family members like these rednecks in this movie? Analogous. I never had like cousins or anybody my age group. So it was always me with like the adults and they all sucked. I hate mm. them all and I don't talk to them. Like mm. when my grandma died, I was like, all right, goodbye. <laughs> See you, everyone. Yeah. I feel like not all family functions were great, but a good portion of them were. I like all of your siblings, though. So I imagine that you guys had fun regardless of what setting you were. Is that fair? But a good portion of my family is Mormon, so Ooh. I have like a, f a million cousins. Me too, dog! And you don't technically get along with all of your cousins, even though they're around the same age. Yeah. I can imagine that. And let me guess, because you were an athlete and you are a wrestler, they'd be like, you want to wrestle? Hold my <laughs> clip-on tie and my bike helmet. I want to wrestle this fool. <laughs> Something like that. What about you, Chad? Family get-togethers? I imagine no. that you have a very interesting family yeah. dynamic. My family left the Mormon church and the rest of the extended family did not. So we were always like X'd out of. <laughs> That's like half of my extended family. And then the other half is like, yeah, we're done. Like my, my dad didn't go on a mission or anything like that. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. But he does wear collared shirts every time I've seen him. So he probably could go on that mission. It's never I too late. I feel like he can't <laughs> wear regular t-shirts because his neck is so jacked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's awesome. So there's this attorney who used to work for our firm who like he's at the courts all the time now and he never wears his fucking tie right. He always has it, but he drapes it across his shoulders. And so one of my colleagues was like, hey, blank. You're not wearing your tie. And the guy's like, I never wear a tie. And Gary's like, well, you're wearing it. You're just wearing it wrong. Oh, and it was man. such a great burn. I told my friend, I was like, literally. That is the funniest you've ever been in the five years I've known you. It's so funny to me. It's not even it's it's so funny. It's not funny. So yeah. where we're at in the film, he literally just ripped up his 
letter to Santa in shreds and kind of gave up on everything. Now the storm's a brewing. Now, do you like that there's an ex- like a pseudo explanation in him doing this? My point being, like, so Groundhog's Day right, or Groundhog Day, because it's not an apostrophe S. Correct. With Bill Murray, they originally had a subplot where a vindictive ex-girlfriend went to like a soothsayer or something, and got a curse put on him, and that's why he relives it. But then they nah. just never explain it in the movie instead, and I think that makes it so much better. I, I agree. I like this though. It's it's vague enough. But I don't know. It all works together. I think the the story structure. I give it a lot more credit on second watch. I gotta tell you, man. If I could ever make a snowman look that fucking cool, it would be amazing. I'd keep it out front all the time. Yeah, I think this movie needed the little bit of explanation. Yeah, where groundhogs, you kind of get it, mainly because of like his character being such an ass, and then he kind of falls in love, and that's how it breaks. Well, yeah, this one, so good, yeah. Do you right, see what's yeah. happening here where they have no hot water, no electricity, and no heat? That was me over Thanksgiving. How sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so romantic. Yeah. So when I was in Utah, we tried to make a snowman, and the snow is so powdery, you can't, you just literally can't oh, pack it together man. well enough. Yeah. So I went into, after a snowplow went by, and I just heaved big, like, mounds of it, and I made a snowman out of that. That's cool. <laughs> That's what that's what the people in Utah probably call fresh pow pow. Yeah, well, you couldn't even go sledding because we just sank three feet. <laughs> it was pretty great. Oh, though. I gotta tell you guys, sledding is definitely happening this year. Oh yeah, yeah. We were talking about creating like a from slashers to sledders, and then doing something like that because I that had so much fun last year. That's where we like embraced Chad as one of us. Yeah, it only took yeah. like four more months before he came on the show. That'll be my good exit then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, and there's a guy who's a package delivery person, which is going to be Chad's job after he gets fired as producer for that joke. <laughs> I like how every Santa's bag is the same, right? They're all relatively looks the same. I mean, obviously, it's not a Santa bag; it's a Krampus bag, but same thing. I love it. It's kind of neat, though. It's a great visual cue. I mean. One of the things I always think about, because I used to do so much graphic design, is like vectors. So symbols that are very simple that you instantly recognize something. Right, right. Like so it would be like it would be like Santa's hat. Yeah, exactly. Or, yeah, okay. Yeah. Or a snowflake. Or like think about like a lightning bolt. Candy cane. So many things we instantly know, oh, that's what this is. Right. She'll be fine. Nope. Yeah, she ain't going to be fine. Walking in the snow that far. That's that's girl time? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I always love when the fat redneck's the one who's like uh, an aficionado in all sports. <laughs> yeah. So this film was written and directed by Michael Doherty, who wrote Trick or Treat, which is awesome. The Halloween anthology. Never watched it. It's It's a lot of fun. I would like to do that next year. He also directed Godzilla King of Monsters, which sadly underperformed did you hear about kong versus godzilla being pushed back like eight months oh it did no i didn't hear it i wonder what the german version of what's the mexican hot chocolate that they sell in in the store oh yeah mexican hot chocolate that's what it's called right is that what the cinnamon spice and stuff like that yeah 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 i think so abuelita or something yeah Yeah. that's that means little grandma okay yeah 
So when Doherty was writing the film, he referred to A Christmas Carol and It's a Wonderful Life. And he said that there are nightmares that show you the broken characters who experience a darker side of divine intervention and they need to get scared straight. So this movie is basically those. It just starts off overtly dark as opposed to Jimmy Stewart. We're like, oh, God, I wish I was dead. (laughs) And apparently there's going to be a horror version of A Christmas Carol coming out, which I'm very fascinated by because it is a terrifying story. Oh, it is. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Muppets Christmas Carol, though. I'm not gonna I've already it. seen it twice this year. Oh, dude, yeah. same. Disney Plus, right? <laughs> yep. Oh, Jesus. It's probably Michelle's favorite Christmas movie ever. What's yours? Hmm. Die Hard. Eh, fair. Chad? I would agree. It is Die Hard and Scrooged. Oh, Scrooge super underrated. Oh, yeah, big time. I, I do that- love this scene, by the way. Showing Krumpus like jump from rooftop to rooftop. I love how nimble he is. Yeah, but he's got those big freaking horns. And the chains. I love that sound. It's so Yeah, gloomy. I agree. That's one of the best parts of that stupid see no evil movie with Kane is the chain. Right. That rhymed way more than I intended. <laughs> yeah, I was saying on the Gremlins episode that I think Gremlins beats out Die Hard for me, but they're both great. This girl was probably like the one semi-good character, kind of. Her and her brother, but her brother still is just like a wuss that you want to be killed. Or I do, sorry. Yeah, I mean... Like, she was rude, but then she also kind of defends her brother a little. But, yeah. I like that it's a dynamic kind of push and pull. Because, like, my parents were middle children, and so I've seen that kind of interworking. My mom always brought it up that like when she was in middle school, for instance, she would, you know, obviously gripe about her mom like kids do. And one time her friend was like, your mom's such a bitch. And my mom was like, what the fuck do you say, puta? <laughs> and I feel like it's kind of like that where it's like, I can make fun of my little brother. You can't. Right. But to be fair, if you had relatives like this, no one's having a good Christmas. No, for sure. Well, but you tolerate it, it for them. the ceremony, right? No. That's the bullshit of it all. <laughs> That's what I loved about us going to Utah for Thanksgiving. There was no bullshit. It was just the three of us. You couldn't, you didn't have time for bullshit. No pretense, no pomp and circumstance. Cause that's like the whole point of holidays is that you're supposed to enjoy your family and love your, I don't, who am I all of a sudden? Dr. <laughs> Phil? Oh, butt fucking. Oh. My point being like, you're supposed to do this because you want the camaraderie of family. But I feel like my whole life growing up was like, Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm going to put new batteries in my Game Boy so I could set out on my grandpa's deck and avoid everyone tonight. The point of the holidays Let me tell is you to enjoy the family time. Okay. Dr. Phil. Okay. I kind of want this toy now for my children. Love it. Reminds me of Elf when he's testing out the Jack in the Boxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so since we have our first big scare of the film, The director said Christmas used to be a very spooky, mystical, pagan holiday. It was debaucherous. People stuffed themselves and got drunk and they believed in dark winter spirits and ghosts and Christmas witches. And so there's a whole side of the holiday which has not been explored or embraced. And I think it needs to be brought back to complete Christmas. Love that. Yeah, I'm down. I'm all down with the pagan shit. 
but I'm not a weirdo hippie like witch. That's the thing. I draw the line at being a witch. <laughs> I once went to a party where we like wrote prayers or wishes or something and burned it on a Yule log. You know what I wished? The fucking party would end. <laughs> and my, it did. Eventually. eventually yeah. <laughs> it took a lot longer than I hoped for my wish. Doherty even went on a rant and said, the version of Christmas that we're celebrating in the malls, that's not Christmas. Like, man. It's pretty dark. It's also like so simplistic and true, right? Yeah, all the absolutely. movies that we watch, it's like family. Kevin McAllister, family. You know, Die Hard, family with Holly Gennaro. But then what do we do? We commoditize those because we're a capitalist society. We sell your Blu-rays to those movies for stocking stuffers. <laughs> My wife, of course, found some article where it was like, kids who get less presents that are more thoughtful are happier than kids who get a lot of presents. So I was like, hey, all, I'm happier if the kid gets less the presents. The bank account yeah. is happier. <laughs> exactly. Just the storage alone. Hell yeah, that's the one thing I've ranted about more than anything this year. Don't go off script. If you think you can get me a present that's more than the size of a shirt or a DVD, you can go to hell. (laughs) Basically, she just called the kid a whore. Yep. Which is rad. (laughs) Which is rad. And so there's the grandma. Did you know that the film was dedicated to Doherty's grandma? Oh, ah, interesting. Kind of sweet, I thought. I love that that's clearly not a baby. Yeah. It's so stiff and not making a <laughs> bunch of noise. I mean, unless the baby is like a month old, because that like that first six months gives you a great degree of confidence you don't deserve because it just sits there and doesn't make a noise at all. It just (laughs) poops occasionally. And then it gets to the point where it's like, oh, sounds work. (laughs) Yeah. And then eventually they're like, I don't need you. Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) We switched the kid to a toddler bed. And so she can get it in and out of it at will. How long did you cry? Oh, dude, it was hard. (laughs) So I'm sitting there reading her uh, one of her favorite books, the How Do Dinosaurs eat their food or whatever and i'm reading and she puts a hand on my chest and she goes bed gets down goes over <laughs> lays down and fakes sleep so i leave she goes, <laughs> and i was like you little fuck i feel like you might have done that once or twice when you're a kid so maybe it's just full circle for sure <laughs> Yeah, there is no way in hell I'd be caught driving in that shit. Nope. Not with his big, badass truck? Nope. No, dog. Dude, so when we were in Utah, the plow that, you know, went by. All the plowing you did? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) But the plow that's kind of saved us, it got stuck six times throughout the night. Yeah. And then the plow that ended up pulling my car out the next day, that one got stuck like four times. The dude was like, yeah, I couldn't believe how calm they were about it. I would have been because they were operating like two hours of sleep. Dude, Utah Department of Transportation, shout out. Free presents. Yeah, they, they pretty much told us unless you have tractor or any kind of caterpillar type of wheels, you're not driving anywhere. So oh, yeah. 
Good luck. I saw a badass Suburban that had the snow tires in the back, but then had the sleds in the front. It was super cool. Looking. Yeah, that's pretty cool. They actually have those weird conversions where you can roll your tires onto a sled and convert it. And it's like fucking like two grand per side or something like that. But it's a snowshoe for your car. How rad is that? It's pretty badass, though. A bit overkill in California, but yeah, right. Like maybe in Minnesota or something. Use it one time on an an eon. Yeah. Now we bring out the guns. Terrible Always firearm safety. Prepared. Why would you hand a firearm to somebody that way? God damn it! You guys <laughs> but, uh, have to hear but me I like that, that he, so much. I'm sorry. I like that he gave him the Magnum or you're right, the Colt, because. It has virtually no like safeguard. There's no extra, <laughs> but there's no extra like moving parts or something that he needs works, to. Yeah. You literally pull the trigger and yeah, it shoots. When I got my auto, my dad was like, "What? Why would you get something with a clip? There's all these moving parts." And I was like, "Yeah, they're pretty stable." And then I went to the firing range for like the third time, and because I have a handle safety as well, or grip safety. And um, it malfunctioned three times, and I was like, "God damn it! <laughs> That's why I want a three fifty seven that shoots snake shot thirty eight special." <laughs> Santa, I hope you're listening. My guns are all heirlooms from before World War Two. You, you, you got a blunderbuss. <laughs> you got two, one on each oh, side yeah. right there, bud. Oh yeah, one in between my legs. Wow, a weapon of ass destruction. <laughs> the love gun. <laughs> Yeah, anybody? This is dick. <laughs> Role models. Good old kiss. Did I keep saying I'm gonna hijack your metal Monday and talk about wasp? Well, <laughs> I fuck like a beast. I'll give you my blessings. All right. I'll just record that when you're not around, <laughs> and then you're just gonna be like, "Hey, it's time for a month." Oh, what the fuck? I wanted to listen to Bucket of Hate Sinning Shit Fuck. Oh, poor Bubba. Shut up, kid. Did you find that after you became a daddy, you became more sensitive to those sounds? To the crimes? Yeah. Ah. A sad I- cry? Yeah. A fussy cry? I'm like, fuck that kid. Burn it. <laughs> Not as much of like other kids, but for my kids, yes. Like I wake up and I never used to. Oh, man. I'm Grandma knows what's up. She knows what's coming. Of course she does. Crank up that fire. Santa baby ain't coming down that chimney tonight. Whoa. Well, I wasn't talking about ejaculation, you pervert. <laughs> yeah, it was. Doherty was talking about when I was a kid, I used to draw a character called Santa Claus, C-L-A-W-S, because that was like the wittiest thing I could come up with then. When I was an animator, I used to draw my own Christmas cards, and all of the cards would have a very Charles Adams or Edward Gorey twist tone to them. So it's always been in the back of my mind. And then I discovered Krampus in 2004 via the greeting cards. So all the greeting cards that they used to send out in the 1800s and early 1900s started popping up online, and I just fell in love with it. Like the idea that there's this dark, devilish, Santa Claus-esque figure of European folklore, it was just irresistible. I like that. Have you ever read any of the Charles Adams cartoons? No. They're great. <laughs> it's very simple. It's Imagine a family circus was funny. It's like that. <laughs> Usually like one panel and it speaks for itself. Ugh, I love this. This reminds me so much of the scene from It. When, right. or, God damn it, The uh, Thing. The, Jesus yeah. Christ, my brain is a bucket <laughs> of shit. Yes, The Thing. 
Thank you. You, I saw the glean <laughs> off of your glasses like, lens, uh, and I was like, "You will not correct me. I will correct myself, <laughs> sir." Mm, I love the hoof. It's a cloven hoof. <laughs> Huh, I wonder. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> so Doherty also wrote X2, X-Men United, Urban Legends Bloody Mary, Superman Returns, and X-Men Apocalypse. And of those, I like one. Which I don't think one? Superman Returns is that bad, but it, it's definitely a bit of a miss. But then I do like X2 quite a bit. X2 opening scene with Nightcrawler. So good. Dude, total boner. Love that one. <laughs> also co-written by Todd Casey and Zach Shields. Todd Casey, this is only film credit. And then everything else is children's TV. Thundercats, Batman Brave and the Bold, oh. Green Lantern, Emerald Knights, Avengers Assemble, TMNT. So hopefully he's the guy responsible for the kind of impish attitude to the film. Right. And then Zach Shield also did Godzilla King of Monsters and co-wrote Trick or Treat and Father's Day with Doherty. So that's pretty sweet. I always love when guys stick together. Like I like to think that in 20 years when I'm like making million dollar movies, you guys will be there with me. Yeah, yeah buddy. Hello, Chad's like, uh, <laughs> nope. I'll be bringing the coffee. There we go. I'll be turtle. <laughs> You turn the page, you wash your hands. <laughs> Which is Filbert, I know, but he is a turtle. Music's great right here. If you're watching, there's fire. There's this wrecked-ass truck. Music was Douglas Pipehead, who did Craigio, The Babysitter, Awaken the Shadow Man, Trick or Treat, and Monster House. Did you see The Babysitter on Netflix? I have not. Super fun. I have. I loved it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it was good. It's not like going to change your mind or like your life or anything like that, but you watch it and it's very enjoyable throughout. I was entertained the whole time. I actually watched it without my wife and then I was like, oh, I wish I would have watched it with her because I think she would have enjoyed it. It's basically like a modernized Fright Night that's accessible to all. Yes. And the story went places I wasn't exactly expecting it to. That's great how it's completely turned around, right? He's in hey, control. man, let's try and keep things under control. And well, he's basically using like the machismo against him. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, psychology. So this film actually won the Fangoria Chainsaw Award in 2016 for best makeup slash creature effects. And what's great is. They're trying to pull the old, like, be a naive little kid and go into the kitchen. And they're like, fuck that. I know what's going on. So somebody please tell me, like, more than you're letting on. I have Wikipedia, okay? (laughs) I know what a wound looks like. I remember once upon a time, they would, somebody would accidentally get shot on, like, a hunting accident. And they'd be like, oh, kids, go play in your room. Everything's fine. They're like, okay, mom, whatever you say. Yeah, I'll totally listen to you and be obedient. Meanwhile, my house would be like, uh, I'm going to put my head up against this thin ass wall and listen to everything you're saying. (laughs) 
neither of you guys give a shit about Star Trek, right? What's uh, that? I've seen a lot of it, and I enjoyed quite a few of the movies. Do you know Adam Scott was in First Contact? What? Yep. Also in Hellraiser Bloodline, Ronnie, Knocked Up, Step Brothers, Piranha 3D. He was also in Little Evil. Did you ever see that one? Uh, uh-uh. Oh, I believe it's just a direct to Netflix, but basically he becomes the stepdad to Damien from The Omen. Oh, huh. Super fun. I liked it a lot. Kind of that babysitter vibe. Probably a little bit. I like babysitter more. The kind of pulp novelty right. was a bit higher. The guy acts like he's practically losing a leg or something. He'll be fine. Walk it off. I always like when people get hurt by magic and it's like always like instantly infected almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, speaking of frostbite, I had uh, damage to my fingers in Utah because of, you know, having to dig my car out of the snow and all that fun stuff. So much so that my fingerprint recognition still does not work oh, on my no. thumb. I had to add a new thumbprint and just use the base of my thumb. That's why I always use the tip of my penis. So oh, ne- good idea, good idea. <laughs> so That's why you, you only check your phone in the men's room. Yeah. It's so weird. I've always wondered that. So now you can live a life of crime because you don't have fingerprints anymore. Right? I'm Will Smith and Men, men in, in Black. Men in Black, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Those little people are like, you put super glue on your fingers, you get away with everything. I'm like, all right, except <laughs> if you don't leave a fingerprint and there's a craggy micro residue of super glue, you know who they're coming after. <laughs> Just don't touch your dick in the meanwhile. Or do. <laughs> I'm sorry, Doc. I'm just trying to get my hand off. No, you're trying to get your cock off. Stop tugging on it. <laughs> Tony Collette, Hereditary, Little Miss Sunshine, Fright Night 2011, Hitchcock, Knives Out. I'm telling you, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. She does really good. Cool. Watch it. Uh, I'll get around to it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I watched Oh, neither of you? No. I watched Midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer, though, huh? So long. If I was in my early 20s, I probably would have liked it. Or at least I would have lied to myself and told myself I liked it. I mean, Hereditary is not like crazy good, but her acting, I think, was really good in it. Oh, little baby loving the little Eskimo child. So the guy who actually plays the Krampus, Luke Hawker, was in Black Sheep, not the one with Tommy Boy. Yeah, not with Chris Farley. But it's the New Zealand horror film about killer sheep. Wow. That's interesting. That's pretty sweet. It makes sense that it's a New Zealand film about killer sheep because they're probably sick of getting fucked all the time. I can definitely imagine. (laughs) Oh, he actually thanks him. What a man. It's also kind of self-serving, right? Do you feel like he's truly grateful? Or do you feel like he's saying it because he's supposed to? There you go. There. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those compliment that are also... uh, Backhanded compliment. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, So great. Close your eyes and lay down. Eventually. Whoa. (laughs) 
Yeah, we are. Yes. All of us do. You know the number one cause of death? Being born. Ah. <laughs> I read an article where some guy was like, we're going to be able to reverse the process of aging in 10 years. And I was like, oh, great. Overpopulation is not a thing at all. <laughs> but I think if you're willing, to, if you're going to go get whatever procedure to live forever, for sterilization. It's I don't like know why. A, a I, had, I had a weird thought <laughs> coming among many. If you had the chance to, or if you had the ability to come back after you die, but you feel that pain of however you die, would you abuse it? Or would you like be like a masochist and be like, huh, I wonder what it feels like to have your head chopped off. So like you would go through that excruciating pain of having your head chopped off, but then you would come back knowing all of the pain that you went through, but you're, you know, you're normal again. You just get brought back. Like, would you get bored and be like, I want to light myself on fire and feel how that feels to die by being burnt to death? Yeah, like Groundhog Day when he electrocutes himself or when he crashes into the train and stuff. I can dig that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I like, wouldn't search it out, but I wouldn't be afraid at yeah. all. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definitely like the fear is gone, but there's also maybe the fear of like, that's super painful. Maybe well, that's what I, I mean. Don't. Yeah. I don't think I'd fear the pain as much. Because just... I feel like some people can get away with getting tattooed because they're like, well, it's just this minor pain that's going to yeah. go away eventually. That's how I always look at it. But For there's sure. other people that are like deathly afraid of needles. Like traumatized and, by it. Yeah. So I don't know. So people freak out when they see my armpits tattooed and stuff. They're like, oh my God, how painful was that? And I'm I feel like, like it was people, painful for an hour. I feel like people associate armpits with tickling and tickling is almost like torture. And <laughs> when you get tattooed like that, I don't know. Complete They're my favorite opposite. tattoos to heal. I mean, they healed up in like three days. It was awesome. Yeah. Both of them. I shit blood weekly, so I'm not really afraid of pain as much. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You should get that as a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget being at 24-hour fitness and some douchebag with like a tribal tattoo. It was black on the outside, but then on the inside of his arm, it was just line work because he couldn't get it shaded. You could tell. Oh, no. So he's like heavy, heavy weight and doing something I hate because my mom used to own a gym. So he's like slamming down the weights. Was and he like, screaming like the entire yeah. time? Oh, yeah. God. And I hate so those I was like, people. oh, you fucking prick. And he looks at me and he gives me like the up down of like, oh, skinny weakling. And so I was like, all right. So I had no intention, but I started doing like butterflies and stuff. So my armpits are showing. I'm like, yeah, let's get this going. So I'm scrawny, but I'm like, I, you can beat the shit out of me probably, mm-hmm. but I could take it versus yeah. you. I'll pull the Homer Simpson and let you exhaust yourself on my face. And then I'm coming for you. Yeah. I mean, my tattoo artist tells me all the time, some of the biggest wusses when it comes to tattoo or are the guys that are just super jacked. They come in and they're like, I want to sit for like 12 hours. And they're like two hours in, like I tap. And then you get these like tiny little girls that get their whole ribs blasted in yep. one sitting. I think my ribs were for my big side piece like four times altogether. One line, one shade, one color, and then one redo mm. for like the whole thing. Yeah. I sat for the, the Witch King all in one sitting. Nice. That was brutal. That, that actually has held up really well. Yeah, absolutely. No offense, but it's held up better than Gandalf. It's just because the muscle tissue in your chest is so much more. I think more. Gandalf should have definitely been a couple sessions, yeah. but it was... Do you think the continuous shaving has to uh, take a toll on Gandalf? You clip. You don't shave, right? Yeah, I just trim. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I don't shave any of my tattoos anymore. I used to. I mean, my armpits are the only ones I shave. Eventually, I'll do it with my legs, but. Yeah. Clipping is so much easier. You don't have to worry about infections and shit. Hey, fat kid. Okay, so if you're watching with us still and we have offered no commentary, the gingerbread man is ready. Oh, God. Fat kid's, like, static face is so good. (laughs) (laughs) Not my gumdrop buttons. (laughs) You monster, huck, please. <laughs> I love that, like, no one's awake for this. So basically, the gingerbread men are your gremlins, are your minions. And at first, when I saw them, I was like, oh, it's so derivative. But then I, I like them. I think they're fun. I wish they held the kid and just cooked him over the fire. Oh, <laughs> a little too graphic, but I like where your head's at. <laughs> I like that his only defense is that he might not fit up the chimney. Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) He's doing a Winnie the Pooh. Think thin. Yeah. And the Christmas tree's on fire. What's the worst thing that's happened to you on Christmas? Ooh, uh, I I was violently ill. Pooping and throwing up at the same time. I had to lay in the bath. Because I couldn't pick an end at the same oh, time. Wow! The dogs, yeah. the dogs ate something out back, and then threw up all over the front of the tree. Nice. <laughs> we had a cat when I was a kid that pissed on absolutely everything, every present, and my mom was like, "Oh God!" And so she was already like really stressed. And then she had two fucking chihuahuas that I hated. I always said like, I, "I'm vegan, but I would have stopped being vegan to eat those dogs alive." <laughs> so the dogs. One dog pisses on all the presents after the cat to mark its territory. Oh, and the no. other dog pisses on all of it. So it had been pissed on by three separate animals. It was the worst. <laughs> and there was the time that my dad died in the, in the chimney trying to bring us presents. <laughs> Just kidding. Throw back to Gremlins. I love that monologue yeah. so much. <laughs> and even if that really happened, I still would have laughed because how could you not? <laughs> I love that story. I think it's one of the funniest parts of the whole movie. Joe Dante had to like fight to keep it in. Nine. She'd be a good Bond villain, wouldn't she? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. To hell with Rami Malek and his stupid Phantom of the Opera mask. I want this lady. What would her Bond villain name be? It's got to be one of those like sexual innuendo names. Musty Puss. All right. I'd still bone it. (laughs) (laughs) I fought it. (laughs) (laughs) That came out of my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, there we go. I love the visuals in this. It reminds me of Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. Would have been great if they had the little puppets. Yeah. Like <laughs> all the OG Christmas movies. Or like in Santa's Slay, like the claymation. Yeah. I like that a lot. Thing is, this I mean, is so well puppets. done that like it works, but if it had like was a lesser quality of animation, this right. would be so student film hacky shit. Yeah. Well, what's great too is I could almost imagine watching a movie done completely like this oh yeah and i would have loved it oh it's yeah. just like a leica film like Coraline exactly or paranormal which are really good 
I like Paranorman. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's really good. It is like I'm a surprise. We haven't film. done that yet. We've talked about doing it. Maybe for we'll the do Halloween it next season. year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love to. I think we could do a double feature with Coraline or Coraline's really good too. Or Frank and Weenie. That'd be a fun one. I haven't watched the full feature. I've watched the short a bunch of times, but never that one. I don't know why I'm such a sucker for claymation. I feel like I appreciate how much work goes into it. I think that starts with Harryhausen and then got really solidified when it came to Nightmare Before Christmas. That was like my jams. I remember being really upset in high school when like trendy kids really liked it. That was my first like proto hipster moment where I was like, no, <laughs> fuck you. You guys were all really mean to me. When You're the- like, bro, I was a Hot Topic kid before Hot Topic was a thing. Exactly right. <laughs> It reminds me of a scary German guy from Monster Squad. And I mean that in literally the most flattering way possible. <laughs> when are you going to pull the trigger on that and just do it for the show? I don't know. It's kind of like doing a slasher movie. I feel like we can't. <laughs> for those of you who don't know or haven't actually realized, we've technically never done a slasher movie. So if you have one that you'd like us to do first, let us know and we'll disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that she refers to it being around for thousands of years. Yeah. Maybe like some caveman sitting there. Does she say Krampus not? No. Yeah. Oh, that shadow's so good. I like how every year since that crazy statue that comes to life or whatever and has a child that swings around. It comes around every year, right? And somebody posts it. It's so fucking good. Every time. I will I will spend like a quarter of my yearly salary to buy that because I'm sure it's so expensive. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I could totally see getting a tattoo of the jingle bell from that with the Krampus on it. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. You can get matchy once since we saw us in theaters together. Brian still owes me a matching tattoo. I guys. do. Absolutely. <laughs> of what? I'm gonna get Gage. Yeah, baby Gage from Pet Cemetery. Yeah. No fair, no fair. Yeah. I actually I really dig that chick's work that I sent you. With oh, the yeah. guy that did um what was the one I showed you? You it, sent me a lot. It was just a little baby doll guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are pretty fun. Chad, would you get a tattoo for the show? <laughs> You mean my very first tattoo yeah. for this show? Like, put a price tag on it. How much <laughs> do we got to get for it? If the tattoo is paid in full with Patreon money, would you get one? It depends on what it is, I guess. Something for horror. Anything. Probably. All right. There we go. So <laughs> my tattoo artist is here. very affordable, and she's also the best. Andy Fitzpatrick. I very much appreciate you as a person, if you're listening, which usually you do, which makes me very happy. Because, you know, I get tattooed relatively infrequently as a dad and a miser who doesn't want to spend any money. And she'll be like, oh, let's talk about four months worth of your show at once. And I'm like, ooh, yay. (laughs) Let's be self-indulgent. So, yeah, if you want to see her work on Instagram, A-E-V-R-A-R-D underscore. Ooh, now we get the creepy clap, uh, laughter out there. 
So now they know that there's yeah, multiple things in people. I love how hodgepodge they are. That definitely makes me happy. That was one yeah. thing that I really enjoyed, that it wasn't just all the same elf. Yes. It wasn't just, just gingerbread men. I like the diversity of it all. I think that adds so much to it. Like, you don't get bored or you're like, it's ridiculous. Like, those designs is what helps, like, keep the creativity coming, you know? Yeah, and Christmas is such a cluttered holiday when you think about oh, all yeah. the imagery and stuff that goes into it. Yeah, I was talking about this kind of tattoo, Chad. What's up? Let me see that. Oh, right. So they baby babify, I guess, a different character. So I would get that. Well, I guess it would be a baby squared because Gage is already a baby. Yeah. But it would be baby squared Gage. Now, would you do probably from the, the movie or from the book? scalpel? Yeah. From would the do, movie. Yeah. I do the OG movie. So would you do his head a little bit more deformed like it is in the book? Because in the book, it's like ballooned out and fucked up. Eh, I don't know. I'd have to give it some thought. Yeah. It would probably be him in his fun little top hat outfit i love it it's right? so silly with a scalpel <laughs> yeah so more from like the dreamy parts and less the actual yeah. i like that yeah surprised you wouldn't get sometimes dead is better nah. <laughs> i feel like he's been done so much yeah but he's so good yeah so your first episode of the show was toxic avenger right I think so. What an episode to start on, huh? Oh, I know. Oh, I was like, this is a bad choice. <laughs> Fuck. I'm not doing this again. I just love that we start the thing, and I was trying to be kind to lure people to do the whole, you know, Toxic Avengers pod game thing. So I give everybody else first pick, and they leave us with the absolute worst one. What did you think was going to happen? I don't know. I thought somebody would throw me a fucking bone. <laughs> <laughs> So would you get something Toxic Avenger? Not Toxic Avenger 3, but... No. Like a mop. <laughs> <laughs> like, how about an ankle tattoo where it's on your leg, it's just a, like a wooden dowel, <laughs> and then on your foot is like the strings of the mop. So that if you're wearing <laughs> shoes, it's like, what is that like a, a wooden turd? It's like, a, <laughs> it's like a dildo coming out of a sock. <laughs> I think a dildo coming out of a sock would still be better than that. <laughs> Do you own pants? Do I? Yeah, I'm I like, wearing pants. I feel like you're always wearing shorts. I prefer shorts. Are you a jorts guy? Oh, I'm totally a jorts guy. Yeah. You cut you do cut off jorts, right? I Absolutely. Because my wife would probably divorce me. <laughs> <laughs> my wife encourages me to wear jorts. I wear them on hikes and nice. people laugh at me. The only reason why I own pants is because of my wife. Ugh. Yeah. I would wear like a kilt if I could. Just pants are like fall in and out. That's a very astute observation. I always say that about shoes. I'm currently barefoot and sockless, and that's the way I would. If I could walk through life, I would literally wear a suit to court, but be barefoot. I feel like my feet are my antenna. That's how I like feel the world. Me too. I had to go home several times from school because I wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> I once successfully <laughs> argued using the Old Testament because it says that that my favorite fictional novel there that you're not supposed to wear shoes upon God's holy ground. And I was like, well, the earth is his holy ground, right? <laughs> Didn't last long, but I did get away with it. <laughs> They're currently plotting out the How does this guy even have a map? Yeah, what the fuck? Is Who that a Thomas a guy? Nowadays? I know, right? Like, he had a random he, map quest printout. Right. You live up in the mountains. Do you even have a map of like all the area that you live in? Nah, dude. Yeah, no way. Do it. Do it. Do it. 
But I have thought about maybe getting an ATV of some sort in oh, case yeah. all the roads just get completely shut down. I'd be like, you gotta nah, pull we out. got this shit. <laughs> the road that I was on in Utah, they ended up just closing the road because there was, like I said, there were eight cars that had got installed. And so I asked the plow guy, I'm like, so what do the people who live off that road do? And he's like, oh, they all have all-terrain vehicles, yeah. whether it's a plow yeah, or a sled. They're you know. side-by-sides, yeah. It was the first time in my life I'd actually seen like the power sleds like in The Shining. Oh, dude. Oh, those okay. power so sleds are so fun. They're so fun. That's like the one thing I haven't ridden for fun, which I want to. Like jet skis and all that I've done, but I want to do a snowmobile. The one thing. thing I haven't ridden? Your mom. <laughs> That's the reverse of I your mean, mom joke, yeah. see? <laughs> I like that I like Chad went to be defensive and be like, uh, wait, no, you said you didn't fuck my mom. When I was in Wyoming and we got a lot of snow, I I got to ride a snowmobile and you have to take those turns fairly quickly. Otherwise, if you're in deep snow, you just like tilt and end up falling and burying yourself in about eight feet of snow. It sucked. How cold did it get? You think you said like negative 38? It was, neg- it was negative 33 was the coldest it got for me. And you had to shit outdoors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The wind in Wyoming is nasty. This is where Jake says, why? Oming? Mm. I don't understand why you do that. Was that yeah. when you were hanging out with my brother down there? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, he sends me weather videos all the time. And I sent him one from last week where they're like, Glendora, two inches of rain is going to wreak havoc. <laughs> <laughs> Glendora, we will rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love that it's like drought, 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 and then we finally get rain and it's like, oh, we don't have the infrastructure to hold this water, so we're yeah, just pouring it. We're going to dump it out. Much. That's a she valid gotta, point. Was she got to let him shit on the floor? <laughs> Go in the corner. Have some decency. You just have to out crazy everyone. So you shit uh, your hands and rub it all over yourself. I love the ambient. Which when I worked at the group home, we had a kid that would do that because he right. thought we wouldn't restrain him. And we're like, dude. How great is just the sound of the evil menacing giggles in the background? So I was just like, saying, it's, it's so good. It's so cheap to do. There's no effects, special effects or anything like that, and it adds that extra kind of craziness Good to it. sound design is important. Yeah. You know, that, that scuttling sound that goes with it, so you have that right. frenetic motion. It's not just disembodied. I think a lot of people forget the weight of things, like the thud. Yeah. Oh, the best part of that It Chapter 2 was when the old lady runs towards her, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Right. Her father. Father, father, my father. Me for him. He's a, he's <laughs> I really wish they kept that in. I am the son of a shepherd. <laughs> I love talking to people who've never seen Ed and Nettie and me. Like, my name Hello. is Rolf. Hello, Ed boy. <laughs> my wife did not grow up with those. So when I start yelling about Johnny Two by Four, she's like, "What is happening?" Right now? Dexter's oh. Laboratory. My stupid sister Didi. Didi, you idiot. <laughs> Like sometimes I devolve into red when I do. Dexter. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the same thing. I yeah. love to laugh like Mandark. <laughs> and here you get your Patricia Arquette from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Brian? 
Huh? Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Oh, oh, oh. When Freddy swallows her whole. That's oh, what I think of oh, with yeah. the, the pop-up clown. Yeah, the present thingy. The Jake in the bags. What's in the box? <laughs> Dude. Can we do a deep fake where we put Jimmy Stewart's face on Brad Pitt in that movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be great. I like her brooch. It looks like something Doctor Strange would wear. <laughs> so he stumbled on the broken cookie jar, and now we're looking at blackness. I know. The lighting and in the couple of these scenes are pretty dark. And for our fans, we're watching on a projector, so even the black stuff is technically really bright, so... Awkward. I feel like it's at the beginning of the video game where they're like, adjust the brightness so yeah, right. you can barely see yeah. the logo. <laughs> I love watching people be like, fuck that. You ain't getting me. Here's your fake out. I never played those games, but did you ever check out that video game Fear? Oh, yeah. Was it good? It's the first game I ever played online. It's it, it's yeah, it's super really fun. Good. Yeah, I won. Here you go, Patricia Arquette. Yep. Such a reminds good image. me of scary movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> what the fuck? Did the kid oh, just get eaten? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's what I'm saying. Patricia Arquette has the same thing happen with Freddy. And I love that jaw. Jesus Christ, it's yeah. Blade Two. Yep. Shoot it with our kid inside. <laughs> and I like that. I like that he's not a great shot. Yeah, for right? sure. I always hate that in movies and people are suddenly Rambo. And these guys remind me of uh, Army of Darkness with the little oh, yeah, ashes. Oh, yeah, little ashes. Yeah. I, I definitely see that. <laughs> <laughs> Their laughter makes me really happy. Because it's a different type of laughter than the minions. It's maniacal. They, they remind me of the aliens in Men in Black. Oh, the fucking <laughs> the, worms? Yeah. Ugabara. Yeah. Did you ever watch the cartoon show for Men in Black? Yes. It was so good. Fucking creepy yeah. art, but I loved it. it was I liked so, it. Like distorted. Oh, this is so creepy. I love it. <laughs> I love people in like a horror comedy or something who can react with a great terrified face. Right. Like because Right, because she I mean, she's flailing around this doll that's not clearly attacking her, but as your five I believe it's called acting. Well, I love it because <laughs> fear is such a melodramatic expression. Yeah, I think that's, that's why they're like one of the reasons why horror works so well is because it's like it's human emotion that is always extreme. Yeah. Like if you can articulate fear, it's because it's a, like a dire circumstance. So to see it like it's comedic because it's realistic almost. God, that's so good and creepy. Why don't they sell like that from, uh, for your tree topper? What was that movie from hell? The Johnny Depp movie? 
No. What's the one where the girl gets... An old lady comes and throws up into her mouth. Oh, that's Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me, drag to, me to Hell. Yeah, Sam that's, Sam that, that's what that remind me of right there. I could see that. The Katie Holmes. That's a pretty entertaining one. Yeah. We could do that. Yeah. Let us know. Slasherspot at gmail.com. I love that they're not dead. And he's going to try and have his like Arnold Schwarzenegger line. Slow mo is great. Yeah, eat that, Michael Bay. That's how it's done. And this is the best save ever. Chubby puppy, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> okay, which one of these would you want to take on if you had to? The angel, the teddy bear, or the robot? I'd either take the teddy or the robot. I like the fact that they're like fastened to the ground, whereas the angel could at least fly and, you know, limits my ability to fight back. Yeah, that's true. The robot, though, just seems like it has too many sharp points. <laughs> oh, oh, nice. Yeah. Stab to the brain. Mama bear. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> the robot is just so great. It reminds me of something Vincent Price would have made in Edward Scissorhands if he was like <laughs> really pissy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love the idea that there's like a rule, like she tries to sever the connection to the box. Right. I like the fact that there was like this total redeeming part of the movie where she just was a badass and she's like, I'm gonna get... No, they're gone. Fuck. Here we go. Everything else is just a toy. <laughs> wow, she's a crack shot. So for Christmas last year, I got Brian the Krampus companion graphic novel. Yeah, absolutely. Which I will admit, I read before I gave it to you, and I liked it. <laughs> I, it was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I was actually so drawn into the first story, and then when it ended, I was like, oh, what? I thought it was going to be like one story throughout like the entire thing. Oh, you didn't know it was an anthology? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, he does. That's why he asked you what he's dealing with up there. <laughs> so Keckner's character definitely has diabetes, right? <laughs> and the dog's dead. I love that slinky style sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. There's your uh, eight legged freaks. <laughs> but done better. <laughs> Open invite, David Arquette, if you want to be on the show. That yeah. Would be, welcome. That would be so yeah. awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, he likes our stuff. He follows us. And I will wrestle him. Yeah, he recently said he's down for Scream 5. And I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> for him's sake. I mean, he's doing cool stuff. And he has do a great like, loyal following. The fact that some you know independent filmmaker hasn't snatched him up to star. A fucking CM Punk can get his own movie. David Arquette deserves it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll watch him in anything he makes. Yeah, for sure. Even gay porn. See, that's what I mean. When it flies and it's got a different plane of motion, that's no good. Right. I saw Wrath of Khan, dude. I don't <laughs> fuck with shit that can fight in three dimensions. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you see, there you get your novelty effects. Oh, dude, some skeet shooting right there. Yeah. yeah. The imagery. The lightning. I'll let the lightning and thunder crack at the same time because that's a great visual. Right. And then you think that she's the G, you think everything's good, and boom. And I like the jack in the box yeah. clapping. <laughs> and just the different masks and everything that come out of it. It's so good. Right. also way cheaper i mean sure the initial cost of making the mask is probably more expensive yeah. than just doing a glue-on prosthetic but then you have continuity of shot and you can put other people in it so I, I like that some people were really critical of the krampus having like a like a static mask and not having a character inside right i like it yeah it looks creepy. cool i always think of the sam raimi Spider-Man when it's the Green Goblin where they had that articulating mask they didn't use. That's the saddest thing that's ever happened in my life. Yeah. And I lived through 9-11. This kind of reminds me of Legend with the demons, you know? Tom Cruise, the darkness. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That was my first gay boner. Yeah? Yep. No, not really. Well, I mean, he's so, like, smooth and mm. babyish. Kind of like His pecs were breastages. Yeah. Reminds me of the coop drawings. <laughs> you know, it's like those kind of fat, sexy devil ladies. <laughs> yeah. You had all sorts of weird boners you're not supposed to have. <laughs> Outside. I love that. She keeps trying to light the match. It's not working. You know what that means, right? Just sitting in there smelling her farts. <laughs> She's trying to burn off that gas and won't do it. Music's perfect on the rooftop click 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 down with Jimmy Little St. Nick <laughs> yeah what's something relevant that reminds you of Krampus I think of American Dad 
Oh, that's an American dad, right? His brother, or no, his father. His father becomes Krampus, right? Yeah. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I like American Dad more than I liked, ever liked Family Guy. Oh, absolutely. One of the best ones ever is when they're trying to weed out the gays at the Republican thing. And so <laughs> for the guys, they have a bell, ding, ding, ding. And the guy goes, goes the trolley. <laughs> and then like, well, how do you know if it's a woman? And they just point to a sign, just a woman that says pants. <laughs> She hoodwinked him. Uh, he sounds very convincing. Open the door now. Or else. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm you're gonna not going to do anything. <laughs> I love this, though. It's a great... I love the solemnity of it. Like, usually when you do a sacrifice in a movie, it's kind of bombastic. But this is just like an acceptance. Like, almost like it's been overdue that she should have died when she was a kid. Yeah. I use the word solemnity. Maybe we should do more of these audio commentaries where I'm not just being a fucking annoying brick <laughs> yelling all the time. And there's the furnace, of course, Burn. from uh, Home Alone. Yep. Yeah. I do like this scene. That's great. It's beautiful. It's very well shot. I love the bulging. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Are you still watching the movie? Or? I like how we collectively <laughs> went. Mm. <laughs> the way that she's standing, it's almost like juvenile, right? Yeah. Like kind of like if she's trouble. a kid again. And yeah. You guys ever notice how whenever you have a really scary part like this and they have the ominous music, they throw in almost like the angelic sound like right now. Yeah. The Danny Elfman scores. Right like here. Right. The horns coming out. Very nicely shot. Well, it's cool because there's also significance to them facing off. And so this is the first time you get a, a great view of him. Right. But it's for a point and purpose. Oh, those fingers are so good. Show him your ball. Ew, the tongue. <laughs> I love there's almost like a ceremony to this. Yeah. <laughs> what I think of when I see him going through all this is like, listen, lady, I'm just doing my job. I got a quota. <laughs> If I'm not mistaken, like almost all this was shot on a sound stage. There's nothing really exterior. Kind of looks like it. Yeah. Which makes sense. I mean, to control the weather like this and everything, right. it's just not worth it. I mean, the biggest budget would just be all the creature designs and stuff, it seems. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of computer animated effects except for the gingerbread man. Everything right. else is practical, and then you have the claymation. You're right. Which I think is a great blend. I mean, that's. Sure, things are derivative, but like here, you're about to get the tremors kind of reference with yeah. the graboids under the snow. Have you seen all the tremor movies? 
they get really bad and it's really I say, funny. I think I've I was seen pretty, maybe like the ones that three. fart and fly. Yeah. Oh, it's great. They were making another one that Kevin Bacon was supposed to come back for. Then he was like, nah, dog. Mm. You know when people move on from things? Yeah, I feel like that's what he did. <laughs> for sure. Hot take. I think that I like Stir of Echoes more than Sixth Sense. Really? Yeah, I think I do. I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, I actually really liked that movie. It was super dark and it, it made me unsettled to think what that girl went through. But I, I haven't rewatched either in like a decade. So. Yeah, I remember watching Stir of Echoes and just being like, eh. But I have to rewatch it. It's been a long time. I was probably getting a hand job at the time. So that's not the movie to do that to when the fingernails come off. Ew. Hey, man. To each his own. <laughs> and he's gone. What was his biggest negative? Like, what made him a bad character? Was he having an affair or something? Or was he just kind of it like... He's a dad who worked too much. Oh. What I call jingle all the way syndrome. Yeah. You get that from when the kid talks about it in his little... Or when they read it from his letter. letter oh, yeah. okay. The mom's too materialistic and shallow. <laughs> Ugh. So good. You know, your famous last words actually ring true. And those plows are not very spacious inside. My wife and kid had to get in one with a stranger when we were in Utah. And I got to ride with some guy who, you remember I told you the road was broken when my car broke down? Yeah. Because that guy's car had broken the road. And he got pulled out. Yeah. Super nice dude. Let me and my dog get in there. I feel like they come across stuff like that all the time. Oh, yeah. You kind of have to be a people person. Very neighborly. You wouldn't get that in California. No. <laughs> They'd probably laugh at you and tell you to fuck off. I don't know my neighbor's name. Nice. Well, I I knew their mom's name. They gave the house to some kids. AT and T guy. No, AT and T guys across the street. <laughs> He's nice. Yeah, I don't know any of my neighbors' names. Just say thank you for the best Christmas and walk away. Oh man, that face. So good. Yep. Just very subtle. I love that this isn't the end here. It originally I when I first saw this movie, I didn't really like that there's a second part to this, but I do like that upon rewatching it multiple times. Yeah. One of the things that's great about having an antagonist who doesn't speak is the kid has to process everything on his own. Right. Right. He comes to the conclusions. He confronts his misgivings. He does. And so it's like a process of coping and grief. Reminds me a lot of Labyrinth in the sense of like the reconciliation at the end when it's just like, oh, my life is just the way it's always been. But the kid has been through a lot more. Right. 
which I love that movie too. Oh my God. It was my, fa- I, I had said it was my favorite movie for a long time, but then I just realized that monster squad is just better. <laughs> but I think that a lot of my love of monster squad comes from like my relationship with my dad because Sean and his dad, it's like me and mine. But you know, the only thing that it's lacking is David Bowie's bulge. <laughs> That's one of those movies that's really hard for me because I'm like, I really want to show my kid, but I'm like, I want her to get it. So I don't want to show it to her as colors and shapes. I want her to get like the story of it. Plus there's some like dark scenes kind of, I mean. I hate the fireys to this day. It makes me uncomfortable every time. I don't even think my kids are old enough yet and they're quite a bit older than yours. Yeah. Yeah. So. Your first tattoo could be the worm. No, don't go that way. <laughs> Should have gone that way. Should have gone straight to that castle. Oh, dude, it's not that easy. Come on. Yeah, right. Oh, I take it back. Uh, I, I have a receipt here. <laughs> He's like, that's nice, dick. Meanwhile, that's me. When I worked at Costco at the returns, yeah, and right. I'm like, it's past the expiration date. <laughs> fuck off this is actually I didn't realize what an apt comparison was this is labyrinth she's like I take it back I want my little brother back and he's like I move the stuff <laughs> no the old goblin king oh. yeah what's your favorite puppet from labyrinth Ooh, that's hard right that's really yeah, there's hard. so many did, good did you ones. know that so hoggle was lost in an airport and it wasn't discovered like 10 years later. What? Wow. Yeah. Oh. That's crazy. They were traveling with it and they ended up finding it. It was like in a, a lost package. We should do that movie. There's an argument that's a horror movie if you're the, a sensitive kid. Well, you know what would be better is Dark Crystal. Yeah. That movie has some terrifying elements when you're yeah, a kid. Absolutely. When they Did you guys see the new the one bird that they made? I wanted I to watch yeah. it, but I wanted to rewatch the original and then like having time. Yeah. Sierra has no interest yeah, in this if, at all. I mean, I, that seems like something that we can maybe do. I, I mean, watched I some know, of the remake, the making of it. Yeah. It was really interesting. I saw it because they influenced with a green screen and stuff. for the, Yeah. You know. A buddy of mine did the artwork for it. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's pretty cool. Josh Bodwell. Yeah, everybody check him out on Instagram. Cool. Oh, sweet. If you get his ass on, and we'll do an interview and review it. Oh yeah, that's great. He's a he's actually a Lucas Art like artist, like oh, very cool. verified artist. So it's pretty neat. Or I should Lucas Art, Lucas Films, Lucas yeah. Films verified artist. I love that he has goat eyes. Did you notice that? Yeah, reminds me of Black Philip from that movie, The Vivich, that you like so much. The Vivich, remember Black Philip? The goat that's I have black. No idea which time. Which? Remember, which is spelled with two V's though. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Brian's looking at me like, "What? Are you having a stroke right now? Are you being a DJ and mixing?" Oh, that raspy laugh is great. See, that's what I mean. This is like the actual climax after they had already had a face-off, but the visual on this is so much gnarlier. Right. Yeah, she's gone. Uh, bye bye. <laughs> so cute. Kid should just took the ball. <laughs> the damn bell. You can ring my bells. Ring my bells. My bells. 
You know that song, Chad? No. Okay. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Got him. He's like, this is totally going to work. <laughs> but it does work. <laughs> this is Sarah falling with the clocks and all that shit. Yeah. The exact same movie. I did not realize that until now. It should have been my thesis statement for the film. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's really responded all that positively to my thesis statements. People <laughs> just made fun of me for being a straight edge stoner. Ha <laughs> I fell. Brian and my friendship reached a new level when we had season tickets or like a, a season pass for a local minor league hockey team. And we started a ritual where when anybody on the other team would fall, I'd yell, you fell down. Oh my God. We had like our whole section <laughs> oh, yelling it. So it was good. pretty good. <laughs> and then one dude who sat next to us, his parents showed up at a game. And we did it, and she goes, turns around, she goes, oh, so you're the boys who do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dope-as-fuck advent calendar. Yeah. It looks like something I would break. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> those hinges on those baby doors, I got to tell you, they'd be all busted. Yeah. Kevin McAllister. Have you ever gotten choked up watching Kevin McAllister when he reconnects with his mom? No. Nope. <laughs> I felt like a monster for not. After having a kid and rewatching it, I was like, I should, but no. Nah. No. But Catherine O'Hara is awesome. She's so good and everything. You guys had asked off off air who my celebrity pass would be. If it was her in her prime, it'd probably be her. But then she also looks really, really like my wife. So wow. I have a type. <laughs> I like how incredibly different she looks with her hair down compared to her hair up. Uh, right. The girl from Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. She looks like a human being instead of like a shrew. <laughs> with a soothing music, the nice little overture, everybody's together as a family. And this is your. The end question mark, which right. is so gnarly. <laughs> Clearly not California. You can't have. <laughs> God, that's a an opossum. I think it's an Australian possum. But uh, yeah, the kid got brass knuckles, which here is a, a felony, if I'm not mistaken. It is. <laughs> she made all the screamo kids who had the be- the brass knuckle belt buckles in a lot of trouble, <laughs> which is fun. Everyone want to go around the table and say brass knuckle belt buckle? Brass knuckle belt buckle. Ass my something. Ass chuckle fuckle. <laughs> Does he have a beard? Where did that come from? He said it the whole movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to comment when they were boarding up the house how much yeah. better he looks with it. Even had like, the snow like, frost in it. I, go, just, I just thought that like this oh. is this part of the movie you know is imaginary because they made him look more masculine with a big beard. <laughs> and there it is. So the director has said that you know, they're not actually imprisoned, reliving it over and over again. But I really like that theory. Yeah. Is this like an Inception ending right here? <laughs> yeah. Or your <laughs> is, the, is the little top still spinning That's and it doesn't fall? Yeah. Because they're even all looking like, what? Huh? <laughs> it's the echoes of what was. Right. And the pan out. It's great. 
Kress von Krampus. He's like, ah, oh, fuck, not again. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> Is that Black Santa? Almost looks sure. like a Black we'll Santa. We'll say so. We'll say Middle Eastern at the very least. I think I'd actually like to see a really dark version of the grandma when she meets Krumpus for the first time. As a kid? Yeah. yeah uh, like that whole story? That'd be neat. Where they're like all fighting piece? for food. And, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd dude. be sweet. That could be done really cool. I took it at, when I first saw this as him watching them to see that they've changed. To see if maybe he can, like, he would take the curse off them or something. Yeah, like he's monitored. Like, this is all just him watching to make sure for next year. And if they fall yep. back to their wicked ways, then he's going to get them. Yeah. Oh. It's kind of weird to be like, yeah, because you don't really know what's going on. I love the ambiguity, though. And then that, yeah. like, you know goofy pop-out ending and the credits are fun Ooh, adam scott top billing yeah. yeah i always like the interactive credits oh yeah. right it's not just a blank screen with words well especially it's the advent calendar which is fun which you just saw with your dainty doors that you're talking about so you want to do like our wrap-up thoughts as the credits are playing surely okay so i'm gonna say clearly a classic oh yeah Absolutely. i enjoy it classic definitely now, do we want to have it in like a subcategory as far as for a Christmas classic? So that way, come next year, it would be almost be like something that we would bring up like as far as a duel. I have a hard enough time remembering things I say episode to episode, much yeah, less year to year. And this is pictures of the cast and crew when they're meeting Santa, which I thought was pretty cool. Reminds me of Santa's sleigh when they had the credits with a naughty and nice list. Mm hmm. But like in terms of a subcategory of holiday themed horror films, how about that? Yeah, like that sounds do cool. you think this is as good or better or worse than Gremlins, for instance? That one's hard because Gremlins is so iconic. Yeah, Gremlins is like without classic, Gremlins, you don't classic. have a lot of this movie. Exactly. Yeah. What about Leprechaun? We did Leprechaun, and that's holiday. This themed. totally beats Leprechaun. For I sure. think so. I think that's the only really holiday-themed one we've done. Thanks, Killing. Oh, yeah, we did. And Santa Slay. Sorry, I forgot about both of those. Which, I mean, that's not even a contest, though. No. This movie's... This movie's better. But also, the budget... Okay, let's do this. We will do 3,500 divided by 15 million. Thanks, Killing had 0.0002% the budget this movie had. (laughs) All right. So we got a little bit of a pass. But it had titties. Yeah. <laughs> Starts off on a nipple. <laughs> it's a good way to start. This slasher train's rolling through. The credits aren't over yet, so we're going to keep talking, boys. There's <laughs> no think... real debate, though. We knew we were going to love this. Hey, look at that. Yeah, and Snowman the... designed by Pumpkin Rot? Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Huh. You think it's a Mr. or Mrs. Pumpkin Rot? <laughs> or other? I also think it's breezy. It's pretty simple. It's also movie. in the, the perfect time range. Yep. Yeah, 98 minutes. It's 98 right there. minutes. But I feel like with credits and stuff like that, it feels much more like a 90-minute movie. It does not feel like almost a 100-minute movie. It's crazy. Yeah. What's cool is we talk through the whole thing 
and we didn't really need the dialogue. This is a movie that also, I won't say it's anywhere near as simple as Jaws, but I, you could see how this could articulate to people of different languages with subtitles or with yep, dub overs. Absolutely. Right. This is something visual. you definitely, as far as, you know, again, with maybe teenagers and adults have it on in the background while people chat it up, you know, get some food, this or that, and people can still tune in here and there and still get what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Any funny names that we're seeing? Mm. I think I just saw that that one. Pumpkin Rot? Yeah, I haven't seen anything near as cool as that. Gislan Owlet. You the man. (laughs) You the man. I I thoroughly enjoy this movie. This is actually the second time I've seen it. So Oh yeah? You didn't watch it again last year? Nope. That's crazy. Only time I've seen it before this was in theaters with you guys. Yeah, I've only seen this once too. Oh yeah? Mm-hmm. I just remembered liking it. I was very happy to watch it last year with Sierra because she actually let me watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like getting her to watch a horror film is kind of I will say that she's a really good sport. I know she doesn't have any interest in it, but she puts up with yeah. it. So like I'll watch Miss Maisel or whatever because she is good with us. I don't watch near as much horror as I would like, but then I'm also doing other stuff. Like very often I'm reading right. or I'm reading a comic. I actually, I like seeing the progression with Michelle. Yeah. She's slowly integrated into watching some horror with me. So it's cool. And also like getting it. I feel like a lot of people miss the forest for the trees because they look at each isolated horror film and they don't see like the broader themes and the well, yeah. heritage and history. Yep. But I can see Sierra going, oh, I know that that's a reference to something. I don't know what that is. Right, I can see right. the reference. And I also feel like me exposing her to movies like The Void. Yeah, dude. <laughs> where anything after that and she's like, oh, dude, this is, that's easy. That's nothing, yeah. right? Because I feel like the sounds and everything, plus the practical effects of the void, plus the slithering of the tentacles and everything, ooh, it was almost a hard pass for her. Yeah. I could totally see why. So, gentlemen, this was a lot of fun. Now, yeah. hopefully we kept this entertaining enough where even if you weren't being able to watch, you were able to follow along. One thing we've talked about on the show, we know that podcasts, by and large, are a second choice media. And what I mean by that is you can't be watching this movie if you're on a train or a plane. Well, you could, but you know, if you're commuting or you're doing other things, just having your earbuds in is kind of the best choice you have. And so we're happy you spent it with us. If you actually watch the movie with, I hope you enjoyed it. I mean, we didn't really talk about the movie near as much as I expected, but I really I thought we had some good content. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a first time thing too. Like once we, if we do it again, it might be a little easier. Yeah, Hopefully it was everybody brings us some good feedback from it. Yeah, so, so please, if you liked it or if you didn't like it, let us know so we know whether to do more or not to do more or put this behind a paywall like 90% of shows do or whatever. We just like making content. And this is a lot of fun just to be able to watch movies because usually we have to watch them on an isolated basis and then come together right now. Over me. Doom, doom, diddle, <laughs> so, boys, is it time to say goodbye? I think so. If you ain't watching them dying, you ain't really trying. Enjoy killing time. Until next week. And for Brian, for Chad, for Jim Turn, wherever he may be, slinging his dick all across this great country. More like studying, if he was smart about it. <laughs> what a dorkus. <laughs> uh, he said that he's going to pass the class. Confidently. Wow. He missed tonight's recording because he had a final and we wish him the best of luck, which he doesn't need. Like Good I said, luck, fuck boy. When you have a dick <laughs> that thick, you really don't need luck. <laughs> so my name is Jake, reminding you to go out there and do something you love. 
And remember that all work and no power play makes Jack a dull boy. I gotta say, it is totally appropriate that I have a band that I am this excited about to go with an episode that I am this excited about. I don't know if it was just mindlessly self-indulgent to do the commentary track this week. I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy it, but you still somehow made it to the end, I marvel at you and your commitment to suffering. But this band this week is Terra Atlantica. Now, when I was in a dumb little band, I did a nautical theme, and this band has a nautical theme, and I don't know if maybe it's just like I'm projecting because I'm a sad loser dad who records a podcast with his friends instead of being a touring amazing musician, but I'm totally envious of Nico and Tristan. Nico is the drummer who founded the band with Tristan. He was kind enough to send me their song. Uh, Their whole narrative is completely themed around the sea, and I just love it. They dress up kind of costumey. It's rad. This song is called The Avenging Narwhal. I mean, how dope is that? Did you know narwhal tusks actually go not out of the top of their head, but actually at the front right lip? I learned that in a book that I read my daughter. Anyway, please check them out. You can actually find them multiple places online, but I would recommend going to Terra, T-E-R-R-A-Atlantica.de. Uh, they are German, so that's what you're going to find. Uh, they have a bunch of shows coming up in Germany. Let's get these guys famous so they can come to California and I can see them live. How about it? Do your friends a favor. Yeah? Okay. And you can also find them on Instagram and basically everywhere. So without further ado, please enjoy The Avenging Narwhal by Terra Atlantica. <laughs> <laughs> 